Hello, everybody, and welcome um, back to the podcast. Today, we have the most incredible, incredible client of mine, uh, and that is Mrs. Sandra P. Um, she is definitely famous in the train around the world. <laughs> and myself and Sandra, we're working together for a year now. It was our year anniversary um, on in the beginning of September. Uh, and where Sandra at is in her journey is absolutely phenomenal. So I just wanted to do a podcast with her today. Um, to sort of introduce her to everybody really and Sandra you know just to put it out there you know we are in terms of the actual weight loss that we've achieved as well we're 30 kilos down uh, which is absolutely phenomenal in a year uh, for a busy mum so well and truly say hello <laughs> well what an introduction thanks Anna <laughs> <laughs> no problem <laughs> you're famous <laughs> Well, we're just going to have a conversation today, aren't we? Uh, really, just talking through your journey, really, so that I think for a lot of women, like this, this is a really scary, really scary journey, isn't it? Massively. Um, I mean, I still remember when um, you first reached out to me. I was like, almost like, should I even reply? Because I'm just, you know, with, with my anxiety, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, shut the account down, burn my phone. You know, <laughs> someone's reached out to me, and it's like you watch all these uh, these like journeys and you always want it but sometimes when you've got that kind of anxiousness and fear it's um when that moment kind of presents itself to you it, it can be really scary you just want to run in the other direction well yeah. I did anyway <laughs> interesting that was actually one of my that was actually one of my um sort of questions which actually we could we can just dig straight into now to be honest with you like <laughs> My, my my one of my questions for you was like what was the what was the biggest thing for you so so when, before you started the journey with me obviously you know just just for an fyi we people that, that follow us you know sometimes we reach out to them because of that exact reason in that we know that you're there you're watching because you're interested and there's part of you that's like oh that looks good you know like there's always something that engages your interest right when you follow someone so we just like kindly reach out to people and just you know have conversations and just you know allow people to know that the door is open if they want to talk to us then you know we're here so we actually did that to Sandra I messaged Sandra um as, as a follower and you know I guess for you like so you followed us but what, what was the setback in terms of wanting to actually reach out yourself because was it something that you wanted to do was it something that was in your mind it was um so basically I um it was like we'd been through so I probably have to go back a little bit further for my particular journey so in 2019 I think I well I can only describe with what was a bit of a breakdown and I'd gotten to my all-time sort of like largest size um that was very very unhealthy um and you know blood pressure issues just general a to z uh probably in the worst state i've ever been so when lockdown came um i know obviously lockdown was a really you know terrible time for so many people uh people who lost people um and it was scary for everyone but that period of time actually kind of i think saved me in a sense because it gave me my space from uh, people which i needed at that time um, and it gave me time to kind of reflect and try and sort of look at what I could do um, to sort of, you know, start getting my life in order. Um, it was a stressful time working through it, though, because uh, obviously we've got a family business. But um, it, it was the first time I'd kind of I'd always had an Instagram page, um, but it was the first time like I'd actually kind of even really started using it. I think I'd maybe 
in the in the years leading up to that maybe put three photos on my Instagram page and it was just really something to just you know, wasn't just, it yeah it was just having a look at stuff and you know not really doing anything with it because I didn't really I'm, I'm been I'm going to be 40 this year and that sort of stuff I just had no clue about um because I was just always working so I'm young enough to know about this technology but I I was completely <laughs> clueless completely so I had my cousin show me just a few things and I was just sort of starting to use it and I know sometimes there can be a lot of negativity around Instagram but for me again it was a platform to find you um, and just you know see what's out there in the world because I've led probably quite a sheltered life with literally just family work and it's just it's all always about work and my family are very kind of They've got a very set way of looking at life and I don't always 100% conform within that view. <laughs> so Instagram and especially our WhatsApp group with Train With Anna just opened me up to a world of knowing that I'm not abnormal. There are so many people out there that are like me and I didn't feel quite as alone. So as I started sort of um, looking at, you know, your stories and stuff, I loved your straight talking um, you're walking and talking I just I loved it because it just didn't you didn't come across as like fake or false or like you were trying to like you know trick people into you know a, a world that was just unattainable you made things seem practical within my reach and you got me kind of thinking oh well you know maybe because I've tried so many things before I've done every diet going in town and I'm a very all or nothing kind of person and um, I guess my fear was that I'd tried so many things yeah. previously and got, I like believed in what I was being told. And then the reality was never the same. And I just, I think I was just feeling like I was a failure at all those things. And then you do kind of, that, that does make you afraid to sort of reach out really. Yeah. So I might have reached out eventually, but it might have been maybe a year later or something or two years later. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, such an, it's such an interesting and valid point in that, you know, everyone that comes in and works with us, I speak to them personally on a call, you know, like like me and you, you did and, and make sure that actually, you know, we can help you and it's the right thing for us both. And interestingly, like the, the biggest thing and, and sometimes the thing that actually stops people working with us is the fear of failure is so strong that it's easier to not do something and not fail at it than you think that everyone's looking at you and everyone's going to know that you failed. And that, that feeling of failure, you're so scared of it. that You hold yourself back from even doing things. And sometimes that is the biggest thing for us is that actually that, that what well, it is, I know it is, it's the biggest, it's the biggest thing. Cause like you said, you spend so much time doing these things that, they, they never work for you because they're not for you. And that's probably the easiest way that I can put it in terms of obviously then obviously working with us, like, you know, obviously we, we had that conversation and we spoke about the things that we could do to help you, but what was there something that different that triggered in your mind? Because obviously you, you had that fear of failure that was really strong in like, can I do this? What do you, do you know what was sort of different about this situation this time? I think I'd gotten to the point where I was definitely feeling more ready I think I'd gotten to my kind of rock bottom and I was definitely starting to come to the realization that if I didn't start to make changes um I mean I remember telling you at the time I was 
you know, I was in such a bad way. I was going to bed at night and I was actually thinking, am I going to wake up in the morning? Um, I had severe health anxiety because I'd been so ill in 2019, which I think kind of led to my kind of break. <laughs> um, and I just, I'd gotten to the point where I realised that my sort of insecurities and unhappiness with myself was kind of affecting our whole family as well. Yeah. Because as I was kind of um, shrinking sort of into myself and cutting myself off from the world, you know, that obviously has an impact on my children. And I wasn't as comfortable to go places like I used to. And it just, I was, you know, I was slowly limiting everything in our yeah. life, um, as well as sort of thinking, well, I'm not really at my fittest for my family. But then with um, my anxiety, as, as I was gaining weight, because my anxiety, obviously, whether I would be slim or larger, I, I'm an anxious person, but it definitely gets heightened as like I gain weight. Because even if I'm walking down the street, if I'm like, you know, feel like I'm out of shape or unfit or, you know, I don't like to get sweaty in front of people. I don't like to get red in the face. I don't like to be like huffing and puffing. And even now that I'm a lot fitter, these things still happen because obviously it does. You're increasing your heart rate and, you know, um, I've really learned to cope with doing that in public better. But you automatically think it's, you know, it's because I'm fat or, you know, I'm not good enough, I'm, you know, um, and that. And it's, you know, I'll walk past people like if I was walking up a slight hill or something, I'd actually physically hold my breath. I couldn't possibly be like, you know, panting and puffing and. It's yeah. amazing what you can do to yourself mentally when you think that, you know, you, you sort of associate all your misery or anxiety to just, you know, because you're overweight. And it's just something, isn't it? It is literally, and you're like a prisoner in your own head. And um, I just, I think I've got, when you hit rock bottom, you do sort of think something has to change. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think that it just, it, you know you came along at you know bang on the right time really <laughs> yeah someone our auras had a line at the right time it, it, it's, exactly it, and it's, it's hard like you, you said there like I think the the reason why this podcast is so important for women is that you know Sandra wasn't in a position where you know you weren't saying like you weren't in a position where you're like yeah I feel okay but you know I want to make some changes in my body this was like this was like life life life-threatening life important for you and it it, yeah it was, a, it was a massive aspect of your whole entire life and that I think has, has been the most memorable part of this is that your growth has not just been which we'll go into but your growth has not just been the fat loss like that's that's a counterbalance of all the things that you've managed to overcome and like the we would never be able to ever explain on a podcast even if it, I think it was 12 hours long of, of the incredible um achievements that someone just managed to overcome mentally which have then enabled you to empower yourself to, to get that physical transformation, isn't it? So if we go back to like where you were before joining the training runner, like if you could describe in like three words of the way that you felt about yourself or like how, how it was for you, like what are the three things that you would, or three words that you would say, like you felt or where you were before joining us? Uh, to be honest, I just felt trapped um, in my body and mind. You know, I just... It, when you feel like you're in a body that's you know you don't recognize it's not yours um and just um you know very un very just unfit scared and miserable really um and yeah probably the fear is is the worst thing 
yeah. and just not feeling worthy. Is it the fear of, is it the fear of feeling like, I know that this is, this is again, it's something that I've heard quite a, a lot over the last couple of months in that it's almost the fear that it will never change. Like yeah. that this is it forever. Is that a fear that you had that you would never either get back to where you were before or be in a place that you would feel confident or comfortable in your body? Yeah, hundred percent. I think I just kind of written it, written it off completely because I tried so many things. Yeah. It just felt like it was just, you know, that that was just it. It was just never ever gonna happen. And um anyone with like anxiety can also probably relate that you do get to that point where you sort of think, you know, not my life. Well, you, well, you do actually think my life's over. It's never gonna, you know, this is it forever now. It's never gonna get any better. It's actually gonna just keep getting worse. And um, you just, you look into the abyss and you just think, you know, yeah, it's just, it's game over sort of thing. And you, and you do hit some real, real bad lows. <laughs> In terms of, I guess, the, then moving on to obviously the, the journey we've had, like what, what's been the, what's been the, the biggest lesson that you've probably learned maybe about yourself over the last 12 months of, of doing this, you know, pushing your to be in this journey, you have to push yourself like phenomenally past your comfort zone, probably then further than you yeah. ever knew that you you would have. Right. <laughs> so, what do you think has been the, the biggest lesson that you've learned about yourself? Like, if we go back to like that fear of failure, that fear of like, I can never, no, am I ever going to change? What's been the biggest lesson for you that you know maybe you wish that you knew when you started? Um, I think. When I started, because um, I'd done so many other things um, before, I didn't really have a very good support camp behind me either. Yeah. I had one of my cousins, who, you know, she was like my cheerleader the whole way through. <laughs> but, um, and thank God for her, to be honest, because um, I think my family, they kind of dismissed it like, you know, oh, you're always starting stuff and, you know, never finishing it. They had zero belief and faith in me. And, you know, the, there was no support there. But... It's, I think the biggest thing for me has been realizing that I'm worth it, you know, and I don't have to prioritize everything else and sacrifice myself that, you know, I can look after myself and as a result, you know, feel, feel, feel to me anyway, like I'm able to be a better mum, that I'm able to actually be better at, at work, but with boundaries boundaries for me just did not exist before and I think I just I was so cut off from knowing what what there's no such thing as normal but I think just knowing a bit more about you know I guess life experiences and people experiences and you know getting to understand that actually you know the way I was thinking and feeling wasn't abnormal in the slightest and it's not wrong to look after yourself yeah. which I should have known anyway my mum's always she's always had boundaries and she set things you know in the morning no matter what hair and makeup but even if she's cleaning the house she'll clean them in high heels full yeah. makeup full hair and you know that's that's her boundary that's her coping mechanism yeah and I don't think I ever until I started this journey I never kind of got that and I never kind yeah. of understood it whereas I do now um, because the, I, I have my own version now <laughs> yeah and you know, it's such an interesting you you don't realize that uh, the things that we do without realizing to cover up insecurities to cover up things you know like 
it's just a set of it's a set way that you live your life but you don't realize why you're doing those things or what effects that has on you so I, I think for you like yeah obviously actually believing that you can do it but I don't think that we get that I don't think that we get that belief until we put those things into practice right like until you actually start to overcome them so I guess it, it I think for you like how how much do you see that your journeys evolved over this last year because we've gone from you know, not understanding really what calories are in foods, what foods to eat, um, you know, not doing, not doing steps, not exercising to running spin classes in public, uh, you know, getting into the gym, which were all for, for Sandra were, were massive, massive fears, weren't they? Do you remember when I first oh. said, do you want to, why don't you go to the gym? You were like, fucking can't go to the gym, are you fucking mad? I remember all the videos that I was getting of you training in the garage and all of these things for Sandra were like totally, totally no, totally yeah. they? like you having to obviously like fight, you know, with, with your family and with work to actually get yeah. out and spend time on yourself. And training at home was always, a, it was a massive step, wasn't it? It's was a massive, yeah. massive step. And now, you know, where are you now? Where are you now? In I it? know, honestly. And there is a, there's a massive element of you do have to be ready and when you first spoke to me when we had our first consultation you know I love the fact that you were because like when we spoke it wasn't just about me I did if I wanted to join train with Anna it was a mutual am I going to be right for train with Anna and is train with Anna going to be right for me and you know I loved that because it meant that it wasn't just a job you know otherwise you'd just be signing up anyone willy-nilly you know it mattered to you that there was compatibility and that we were right for each other because otherwise it just it wasn't going to work and it was very important to you that I understood that you know am I ready you know do I want this and you know and I really did and it was through that conversation that I was like no I I I am I'm I really am ready (laughs) you know I have to make changes and I guess it gave me that moment of thinking about my why which we spoke about and you know reflecting on you know just how hungry I was for that journey and I think that's a really important starting point because it is hard and you know you sort of think when you start a journey like this you you think the things that are going to be hard are you know lowering your calories and you know um getting the confidence to go to the gym or like learning exercises or you know thinking about will I get you know injuries which I was very afraid of wasn't I in the beginning but you you just don't even imagine the when you don't get support you know you just sometimes I think you sort of take for granted that you know that that's the only bit you have to worry about is the journey itself not the kind of the way the world then takes you know reaction to your journey and how you're trying to prioritize yourself and so there's all these extra curveballs that you kind of just you don't think of in the beginning but yeah and that's why it's so important to remember your why because in those moments that's that's when you've got to dig deep and remember them and think I'm not going to let you you know pull me down or distract me or yeah you know um yeah talking on those like you know you're someone who had who didn't at the start so like at the start of Sandra's journey she didn't have that support and you know you, you, you I don't hope you don't mind me saying that obviously yeah sometimes your you know family members in terms of you know parents mm. were really challenging right it wasn't it really challenging for you in that you know like you you had a strong level of negativity around you in that 
you can't do this you know it's not a priority work is a priority your duties to work are the most important thing and, and anything else around that does not matter and you know like I think for a lot of women like even just having friends that don't support you it's such a hard thing like this is such a hard journey to go on like right rightly so you said like you know all the things you think are important are actually not the things that you have to overcome and for you obviously overcoming that you know what what were the biggest struggles you had like what was it what were the setbacks that you were having from your your family um well originally um I think they were quite worried about the fact that I'd connected with someone that they had no comprehension of Instagram and things like that yeah and they were like you know am I am I safe so there was that part um but to be honest it was just they're used to me putting work first yeah and throughout the years leading up to sort of me like getting to my all-time low I think I'd somewhere along the line it started to become easier to I guess you know dive into my work and hide behind work yeah you know cut myself off from the world and to be honest even you know with my kids you know I would go to work early come I mean I was you know, I'd be at work like seven in the morning um I'd be sometimes getting home 11 at night um and to be honest get in the door I'd have a few glasses of wine I'd get a takeaway whatever was open at that time of night and you know I'd have and then literally go straight to bed and that was my life rinse and repeat yeah. and um but work was always number one always so when that started to change um I think the perception was that I didn't care about the family business anymore and you know um I wasn't thinking like a director anymore and I think it was the fear as well um for for them because I guess they thought maybe they were gonna lose me or maybe I was gonna wake up and think you know what I don't want this anymore yeah but you know all I was trying to do is get some boundaries and you know, even a year later, these conversations are still, you know, happening. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I still have to sort of um, work hard at protecting my boundaries. And um, but what's changed in the year is definitely me, because in the beginning it was I'd be worried about wanting to set boundaries. Um, you know, the thought of having boundaries, you know, terrified me because... Yeah. I was a people pleaser um saying no was just not something that I was very comfortable doing and then you had to please me yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah everything's always better you know Anna said Anna said that was that was that, that was the that was Anna's the, going under the bus <laughs> yeah and that was I guess that's that was the ball change wasn't it because actually you people please all of these people around you that actually it's a hard one to say but didn't see the benefit in you having your own independence and your own life and your own empowerment and I think yeah you know from my view it was like actually <clears throat> you're a people pleaser but I'm the person that's going to put these present these things in front of you to help you understand how much better your quality of life could be when that person that you become to start to please is yourself you know yeah. and you know how are things different now obviously you know your your relationship with your kids your relationship with your husband your relationship with parents work you know like how does that differ now after spending a year, obviously, working together? Well, my parents have 100% accepted that this is my life now. Yeah. They're always, you know, thrilled. Um, you know, we still have discussions on um, even just this week about, you know, 
if it's possible to, you know, be a director and, you know, have, you know, some sort of boundaries on, you know, how many hours I work a week and still be able to, um, you know, fit my fitness life in. And obviously now that my son's in high school, there's the extra curveball of helping him with homework, which again is more time. Um, and I think a year ago, I would have, I would have actually considered, you know, um, if like if I hadn't been on my own journey as well and it was still just all about work I might not be there for my son at the moment either physically because I was so unhealthy and I'm like just I'm not exaggerating at all um but equally I might still be making those choices where I'm putting work first yeah and you know that that just makes me so sad because I'm so proud that, you know, I am making my son a priority and helping him with his homework and that I'm managing to do that without thinking, right, Jim's got to go, you know, because now it's work and homework. Um, no, I'm, it's like I know that homework is a top priority. So is my fitness journey because that's keeping me sane. It's keeping me healthy. I love it. It's for me. And it just makes me better all around as far as I'm concerned. So they're staying no matter what the compromise yeah. is coming from the work side of it and you know and I've been sort of thinking you know maybe you know being a director isn't you know right for me right now in my life and maybe just being a member of staff within the company is the way to go so it's like the fact that I'm thinking that's that's you know that's where the compromise has got to happen because it just it can't be the number one right now everybody goes through different stages in their life I've always been a working mum I'm the breadwinner of my house, always have been. And, um, you know, it is a lot of pressure. And I've had that pressure for my daughter who's going to be 18 next month. Yeah. And, um, you know, that pressure's always been there. I went back to work after eight weeks um, when I had her. My husband gave up his job and sort of looked after her. And um, with my son, I think I took a couple of months off. I had planned to take longer, but yes uh, my cover at work let us down yeah. and I ended up yeah running back to work and you know the plans all went out the window for family really so it's, it's going the other way now yeah it's crazy because you're like like you said when you come on this journey thinking about your nutrition and your training plan and like you know all things credit like this is not about me pushing people out of jobs it's it's actually about the fact that you know you, you had this huge realization that when you came to me you were like I've got a, I've got a problem here and my the demands for my job is taking over my whole life and it's you know I've, I've gained weight I'm stressed I'm not spending time with my family I'm not doing anything for myself my health is deteriorating and I think that's you know it, it becomes this life of like in brackets all these things that you you have to do or you should do rather than things that you actually want to do and now it's like I feel like we're just opening doors and doors to you actually living a life that you fucking like, like, you know, and I, so many people go through their lives doing things that they don't enjoy doing, you know, spending time, you know, doing things because they have to, you know, working every hour under the sun to fill someone else's fucking pocket and not mm -hmm. giving themselves any quality of life. And that was something that was so, so strong in your life, wasn't it? In that, you know, you, you were doing this because your parents wanted you to, and now you're sitting thinking, do I want to do this you know, know. is this something many, that makes me happy yeah and many people don't get me wrong you can have the career and the kids and the but you know be healthy you know having a career and, and and kids and stuff doesn't automatically mean you're going to be unhealthy it's just yeah everybody's sort of I suppose personal setup is completely different family dynamics are completely different and then it's just 
sometimes if you can let bad habits creep in I mean I could have had boundaries from day one but I didn't it's hard you know I didn't even know it was something you could have (laughs) you know I've had to learn this (laughs) yeah so and you you're not alone there actually you know if if, even if I talk think back to when I you know when I started training Vanna in my first year and that you know I felt felt this obligation to work from you know four or five in the morning till eight at night and you know I remember used to come out of my bedroom like red square eyes and you know I sent myself into a state of burnout because I felt like I had to do that whereas actually now I you know I I I reframe that in the same way that you do now I'm like my career is so important to me I love training around is the the best thing in the world to me but I also understand that there is no point in having any of this if in my mind I'm unhappy I'm not content I'm not proud of myself in other aspects that actually you know serve me like fully me so it's about finding that balance and then I think from in my opinion then building from there and understanding that you know if you don't go to work for an extra hour a day is anyone going to die probably not but what we do is we create this expectation ourselves like I have to go to work you know I've got to do these emails like like I said no one's going to die and actually you know is it in your fucking job description you know like for me every morning I start my morning with me like if it means I don't reply to someone for an extra hour, you know, it means that I can turn up and give my best. And I think for you, like, that's what we're then talking about here is that you now know that because you, you are focusing on yourself and prioritizing yourself, you know that you can turn up and be the best person you can for your kids, you know, like looking after yourself, you know, cooking good food and, and being there. Yeah. For, like how incredible. Not living out of takeaways and things like that. And you know, even down to, you know, the amount of alcohol I used to have to just drink just to get through, you know, the day. I mean, I don't even know how I, you know, functioned. I think, you know, I must have just built up an, immu- an immunity yeah. to it because I was drinking so much red wine and that alone is just so unhealthy. Yeah. Um, and my hair was starting to fall out and it was just, yeah, it was awful. You um, don't realise, do you? Because you, you find these coping mechanisms for stress, like alcohol is one of the most predominant things that you know it's it's a, it's a go-to you know when you when you're stressed you've had a hard day you last a good glass of wine and I'll, I'll feel good whereas I guess like how, how has your outlet changed for stress now you know what do you do when you are having a, a tough day or you know you do feel you do feel like that like what what would be your outlet now oh now it's 100% um going to the gym going out and doing a spin ride on my peloton and you know funnily enough even like you know I'm only just starting my running now but there are times where I sort of think oh do you know what actually now would be a good time to go for a run you know so it's just it just yeah you just your way of dealing with that sort of stuff it just changes but I also feel like although it gets things still get really really stressful and you know I there are days when I, I do like have some real lows even now um but I think a lot of the time don't necessarily always get to that point if you get me because I have so much activity in my life I think that's kind of it's keeping me at a like a, a level kind of stress reliever on a daily basis it like I don't necessarily feel like oh I'm stressed so I have to go to the gym yes I am stressed but I think I'd be more stressed if I just didn't have all that activity in general going on in my life now because it, it just it makes me feel good like yeah and they're tools in your box aren't they that that's what they are my tools in my box and I I know that they're they're the things that I will go to you know if I wake up in the morning you know if you feel fuzzy head you're like okay like you know I'll get out for a walk and go to the gym you know like 
it may help it may not but I've got that tool in my box rather than looking in the cupboard and saying oh you know I I need that I need that bottle of wine instead where yeah. do you think you know I think to give people context as well like you know you said that you, you still struggle you know and this is this is we're not finished with our fat loss yet obviously in context uh we've got a little way to go still in terms of where we want to be with that fat loss and that's you know a-okay so you having obviously been um primarily dieting for the, the forefront of a year you know what are your struggles that you have now still like what, what are the things that you find personally most challenging about obviously continuing to lose body fat um i think definitely saw that <coughs> sorry <laughs> as it goes i guess um you know I can sometimes feel frustrated like because obviously as you lose weight I guess you know it does all start to change sort of how it felt in the beginning and and how the weight would come off in the beginning you know it does start to differ um but that you know I think a lot of the time when I get frustrated at myself it is purely just because I'm not obviously you know I'm not sticking to the calorie deficit or you know um really it's still because working on my boundaries is still such a full-time job I think yeah you know as much as people are accepting a lot more now um I think I've also learned how to maybe deliver my boundaries a bit better than in the beginning because again if you're new at something you you know it's you you've got to learn I guess how to do it you know without (laughs) you know there's a way of you know presenting your boundaries that will get everybody's backs up I guess and then you kind of learn to kind of you know you learn your audience how it's received and and you do get a little bit better at sort of the delivery um but you know I think it is it's working on my boundaries and making sure that you know always going back to my why remembering why I'm doing this loving and I you know I absolutely love it the days that I stick to my plan are the days that I feel the best um but obviously the days that you don't you know like I think it's really important for people to understand that you know yes we have lost an incredible amount of weight but we still we have days we have days we have weeks you know we have months where you know things don't go how you want them to and you know the days that you don't stick to your calories you know what you know you still struggle right you know you still find you this is still hard it is still hard um but in all honesty I I tend to beat myself up a lot but very early on you really helped me with that because obviously it is counterproductive and that's just going to set me into a spiral and probably make it worse and you know I won't be able to get out of that funk whereas you know and even now sometimes you know I'll have to get the flogging stick out and you know you you manage you know it you remind me it isn't you know the end of the world it's not going to mean that I'm going to go back to where I was a year ago you know I need to just you know focus on you know getting back to basics it's always back to basics and it is yeah. and even though it is it's still so hard to do on your own <laughs> it is hard. It is. And I think that's a valid point about all of this is that it's fucking hard it's hard and it will continue to be hard until the yeah. time we finish our diet it will then become a new hard when we learn to maintain that hard work that you've put in so all of this journey like I think for a lot of people is that you almost like think that it will become easy I think a lot of things become more streamlined right you know like things become more automatic in terms of actually having habits you know filling out my fitness pal getting to the gym um you know what what's one of the things that keeps you going you know because a lot of people you know in all honesty cannot outlast a diet for a year you know someone's got a substantial amount of weight to lose whether that be 10 20 30 40 50 kilos 60 kilos and they they're ready to make that life change but they can't seem to commit for that time like what would you say to them like what what's your reasoning 
like that that real deep emotional reasoning for why you carry on even though if it's fucking hard it's just I feel so different it's like it's it's it is hard to put into words because it's like being trapped in a body that you know didn't feel like mine and having the aches and pains that come with it you know um not wanting to you know when I go out now I mean I'm not I haven't finished my journey but I feel like you know if I'm wearing a pair of leggings and my legs are wobbling a bit and things like that you know that used to absolutely mortify me because in my mind I was too fat to be allowed to have you know any flaws you know um it's like the all my flaws just re- reaffirmed to me why I was like you know so awful which you know is a sad way of looking at things but now I because I, I guess because I'm losing weight and I'm starting to feel like myself like this is actually my body and I am actually starting to feel comfortable in my body and it doesn't feel so alien I get a real sense of satisfaction in how I feel and how, and how I look as well and how my clothes are fitting me different you know I'll just be walking along and um I mean, it sounds vain, but it's not like, you know, I'll be walking along and I'll just happen to look down and like, I'm like, whose legs are those? They're not my legs. You know, where did they come from? You know, and it's just like little moments like that. And it's like, instead of walking down the street and feeling, oh my God, everyone's looking at me. They're thinking, oh my God, you know, she's so disgusting. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm actually walking down the street and thinking, you know what? I don't actually care what you think of me because I've worked hard. You know, if you knew what I've done to get yeah. here. <laughs> And that's and, and it helps me kind of give me that boost because yeah. I feel proud instead of feeling ashamed. And in all honesty, it that I my knee pains, you know, I was having terrible knee pains, I'd be out of breath. Just, you know, the thought of going for a walk, even if it was literally just a two-minute walk to the garage from my office, it just put the fear of God into me. It really did, because I just I knew I'd get out of breath, I'd be sweating, I'd be, you know all the things that I hate and you know whereas now I know that I can you know do great things with my body and yes it's hard but living the way I was living was just I mean I don't I just don't understand how I let it get that bad and how I managed to you know live like that for so long in all honesty because it it was bloody hard <laughs> you know it, it was really hard now and, and and on those is that is that the thing that keeps you going now on those days yeah. challenging you think about where you were and where you are now and, and the potential that you've got to move forward I'm so afraid of going back and I think that fear comes from Obviously, I've I've gone up and down over the years, never to this extent. It's like, you know, I've tried so many different things, but they were so un- unsustainable and they were all just focused on losing weight as well. And um, I mean, uh, um, one of the like things that I did, you know, yes, I did start to lose weight, but actually I felt really unhealthy because, you know, it, it, these things, they're not actually, you know, they are only particularly looking at, you know, dropping weight and possibly only in the short term. Yeah. It's not looking at balanced diet, what's actually healthy for you. And, and that's when I have most of my hair actually fall out. I know sometimes you can have like hair loss when you lose a dramatic amount of weight and things like that. But I think it was just because my, you know, it wasn't healthy at all. And, um, you know, I just, everything about trying to lose weight and, you know, ridiculous diets or restriction 
they consumed my life for so long, whereas I'm able to be on this journey and it's not consuming me. Not it's not consuming me in a negative way. Yes, yeah. I'm I'm in I'm immersed in it and I love it, but it makes me feel good. It's like I'm getting something back. You know, I'm investing in myself, I'm investing in the food I'm eating, um, the movement I'm doing, but I'm getting something back for all of that. Um, my body's changing and that's making me feel good you know um, like I said to you before I was like oh I've got some gains on my arm and like you know <laughs> looking down at my legs and it's like whose legs are those but equally just you know um, when I did my first 90 minute spin ride I was so proud of myself I started off in five minutes I wanted to have a heart attack on that bike yeah and then I was doing 90 minutes and you know as I'm lifting heavier you know these are things that you know I'm really proud of and I'm setting like you know you're setting goals for me I'm setting goals for myself because these are things that I actually want to do more of I want to get better at it but they're giving me a healthier lifestyle and you know they're eating the good food yeah sometimes it's you know it it is tough being in a calorie deficit I'm not going to lie to anyone on that obviously it is some days it works great and other days it feels tough but again what I'm getting back from that is you know yes you have to you're in a calorie deficit but I've been out for meals you know you fully endorse you know living your life you know you don't have to cut everything out it's all moderation and obviously you know at certain points in my journey yes I might be on like you know but I'm, I'm choosing to as well you often ask me in, in the calorie bracket that we've sort of like picked and stuff and you're fully fine for me to kind of you know go up and down in that and that's making it like you know it's not like you have to do this. Whereas, you know, if you do something like Simfi, it's like, you have to do this. You're going to feel miserable, but tough because that's just it. That's the yeah, game. Get on with it. it. It's the, um, <laughs> and, and that's the thing that I, I think that a lot of women fail to see is, is the, the reason we do what we do is because it's so different to those things that you've done before, right? Like, so even if you use like Slimming World as an example, like there's a rare couple of people that you you ever come across that are like yeah I lost four stone on Slim World and they taught me how to maintain it and I have a really good relationship with food now my body and my life you know it's like most of the people think that their problems lie one within them actually going to the gym and two with just holding body fat and I think that you've really explained in such good detail here is that your problems are nothing to do with you going to the gym. They're nothing to do with the fact that you're holding more body fat. The reason you're holding more body fat, the reason you're not going to the gym are these underlying reasons that we have to start to pick out and understand about ourselves. Like you said there, like, you know, the fear of failure, stress from work, you know, not having any personal time, like all of those things equate to why we end up then living the life that we live. And unfortunately, when you do those quick fix diets, they don't, they don't teach you anything today right so how I guess the question is is then is that how would you ever expect to maintain something that's never going to be sustainable anyway you know mm. like what, what lessons are you learning? Well. yeah you're not learning any lessons and they're so dangerous because I started um so it was actually me and my mum we did slim fast together originally yeah. is that like the, sh- um, like the shakes isn't it my dad used to do yeah that. oh god it's awful it's not expensive um, <laughs> Well, no, the thing is, it's actually not, you know, um, it's actually better. you don't consume much. Yeah, and the the cans of, like, if you were to get, like, protein powder, for example, you know, some of those can be quite, like, expensive, but Slimfast's actually um, probably too cheap because it's just too available, I think, for everybody to kind of do. And, um, you know, 
yes, all of these things do work for some people, but the problem with the kind of, I guess, the approach that some of these things take is actually most people either will try and fail and that in itself, you know, it hits their confidence. It yeah. might, you know, they might have wanted to lose half a stone or a stone by the time they're finished going through the washing machine that is like, you know, slim fast and all these other things, they come out the other side and actually they probably plummet down a couple of stone, sorry, plummet up a couple of stone instead yeah. because they end up feeling like a failure and that it just sets them off on a, on a negative trajectory, yeah. really. I, I think that, that one says it in its name, slim fast, what the fuck? Yeah, like, exactly. Nothing should then, be. <laughs> exactly, nothing should be fast. <laughs> I think it's, it's always, a, it's always a, a difference between like, obviously, you know, I think that, I think people, a lot of people see, you know, they look at a coach and we're like, you know, you shouldn't lose weight quickly. And that's people like, oh, fuck off, I just want to lose weight quickly. It doesn't matter what a coach will say. People will have their own agenda. And even though they spent four years saying they wanted to lose weight quickly and they've still lost nothing, it's still the agenda that you want it quickly because you don't want to put in the hard work or the hard graph that it actually takes, but you want the outcome result, right? You look at that, you look at someone, you're like, I want that result. I want to be in that place, but I don't want to put the work in. And I think the difference is here is that, by all means, have we not lost weight slowly? You know, that we've had, we went from one shoot to another, didn't we? And we lost around sort of 12 to 13 kilos, I think from April to uh, yeah. September, well, end yeah. of August. <laughs> and, and by all means, was that not slow? But the difference is, is that you have had to put time and work into your own mind, your lifestyle, your habits. But what that means is now that, you know, if for some forgiven reason that, you know, you, you have to finish your diet now, how many life skills do you now have in terms of actually making sure, like, could you confidently say that you would upkeep these things for the rest of your life now? Yeah, definitely. Because it's like, I think that's always what I struggled with was getting to that point where it kind of um, clicked. And, yeah. you know, because obviously, I know it, 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 yeah, you know, and it's like, it takes time to set a routine and make a lifestyle change, which is what it is, you know, yeah. it's, you know it's not a fad it's a lifestyle change it's a choice and um I think the um it's just so ingrained in me and I'm loving it so much I just yeah you're addicted addicted to feeling good now yeah and even just to movement because movement is something that I can control and it makes me feel good and makes me feel proud and you know I you know, I do deeply regret not being a better role model to my children for that sort of stuff, because I've always struggled with body image and sort of how I see myself and how my self-worth was always attached to how I looked, which I think is a very 90s thing anyway. Um, but, you know, as a role model to my children, I'm a lot prouder now. Yeah. And I wish that, you know, I, I you know, that obviously I'd started sooner, but you know my daughter had been 18 next month you know she's seen me down the years obviously struggling you know with with my weight and things like that and you know she's so proud of me now and you know even though like you know teenage daughters are not easy by a long shot and between the (laughs) between the tantrums and the brattiness you know she's 100% my cheerleader oh and it's yeah she loves how important you don't I think you don't realize that like, we we work with no, mainly you know we, we work with busy mums right it's a, it's it's a it's a it's a type of it's a type of client we love all of our clients of course but I I there's just something about 
um, an inspiring mum that <laughs> it's so infectious. And I think you you don't realise, do you, probably those years of the things that were happening to you, the way that, you know, we allow those things to overtake in terms of work or not prioritising yourself. You don't realise what effect that has on the people that are looking up to you, do you? Massively, massively. You know, the language I used to use was just, oh, it makes me shudder now. You know, we'd go out for... down. Yeah, and just even like, you know, no, I can't have that because they're studied are. Whereas now it's, you know, I'm more like, I don't, you know, I don't want that or, you know, this one instead or, you know... Um, like she understands that obviously I, I I kind of plan out what I'm going to eat for the week but you know at the end of the day you know she also watches me break that as well you know it's not sending me into the spiral that it used to yeah and but I, even her language has started to change around food yeah. thinking that recently and it, it just into a positive it, light in, a, in yeah, a way, yeah yeah I'm not even sure if she's noticed herself but I do notice from talking to you don't her realize that, that she's she's your she's your mini me right like you know everything yeah it's such an impressionable age and I, I think for for me you know like 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 life like you said life is always going to be difficult things aren't always going to be perfect you know shit happens you know we, we have routines they get broken you know we have targets they get broken and, and I think that's part that's just part of freaking life right but I think for as a mum you know I think how incredible that you wanted to make this change as well especially obviously to to have that last impression on your kids because you you don't realize you like you know when, when you were coming home and be drinking wine and, and having takeaways like you don't realize you, you know you don't we don't think outside our own boxes sometimes and like what's being taken in and what we do and now the life that you're living you know like do you, you think that that's going to have a big impact on how they then go forward and live their lives definitely definitely and, you know, my my daughter used to always, you know, if she's seen me drinking wine before, she'd always roll the eyes and be like, you know, she would make little comments and, you know, cut like a knife. Uh, whereas now she's like, mom, do you want to share a bottle of wine? I'm like, no. No. <laughs> You're like, mom's on the diet coke, honey. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> with my son, he probably didn't see as much um, before as my daughter did but you know even you know I you know at the end of the day boys are just as impressionable with yeah. um with that sort of stuff and he's at that age now he's 11 starting high school and you know I worry about his sort of um confidence and stuff because during lockdown he actually did um you know uh, he put on a bit of weight but I don't know if it was just because he was at that stage where he went from being a little boy to a you know a preteen sort of thing yeah <laughs> Because he went from looking like, like, he used to be like a little skeleton, but that was just his makeup. Yeah. And then it all of a sudden started to change. And, and I can see that sometimes, like, you know, he'd be, he'd be struggling a little bit with that. But I was much better equipped for that, um, you know, this time, like with him starting high school and sort of how he was feeling himself. Yeah. yeah. And I'm very careful with how I talk around them now. And I'm always trying to be very positive, um, you know, and... I don't want to be restrictive with them, but I want to try and get them moving as well. Yeah, I um, see you had them out for a run, ways. didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this is it. Like, it's, it's thinking, and I think for you, like, don't want to bring up too many old emotions, but it's like, you know, think about where you would have been now if you hadn't have taken a step into this journey 12 months ago. And I, I guess, like, obviously, just before we wrap up, wrap up, like, what advice would you give for somebody who was in the position that you were in? You know, if you could just give them a bit of advice in terms of how how they can go about taking that action for them and, and 
yeah like what, what would your bit of advice be for someone that was in your position um someone that was in my position I think it's just you know be be brave because it, it it does take up some bravery to try something new and step outside of your comfort zone but I think so many people think especially when like sometimes you look at you know other people succeeding and you know when you don't understand what goes behind it it's like you know I guess just find you know find a coach and let them guide you gently into it and help you because it's not as scary once you get into it it isn't as scary it isn't as impossible I'm testimony to that because I'm going to be 40 this year I've spent my entire life looking at other people managing to do what I was just constantly failing to do yeah and I let it just chip away at my soul always and I had just written myself off you know that's just not me that might be them but it's never going to be me you know um I'm not someone who wins things at the fair I've never won the lottery you know I'm not you know like you know you get some people that you can kind of look at you know their life and it just seems like god they're so lucky everything just kind of you know falls at their feet it's not you have to work for everything and it takes work to be unhappy it takes work to feel uncomfortable in your skin and you know it's you know, it's hard work to stay like that and to feel that unhappy all the time and it's actually easier to take that leap and yeah. just go for it because um the rewards they just they come all the time and they're little pick-me-ups and you know they boost you along the way and if I can do it literally anyone can and you know with I've had disordered eating in the past and I was worried that this was gonna, you know, spiral me and it hasn't. You know, I've, you know, I've listened to your guidance and worked very, you know, closely with you. And I think if I had kind of gone off on my own, I could, it could have gotten out of hand because that's just the type of, you know, personality. Of, you know, I, I do have an addictive personality, obviously, with like alcohol, same with my disordered eating previously and my coping mechanisms. So you know, it's not just one type of person that can make a healthier lifestyle choice of routine and a way of living. You know, it, it really doesn't matter what your background is, even down to, I mean, I carry a lot of fluid on my hips, my thighs, my knees, my arms. Um, that's basically a body shape that my family has. My mum has it. You know, I've got a photo of my mum where she's got a six pack but she still has big hips, big thighs. <laughs> because that's, that, yeah, and it's like, you know, and then and they're not even curves, you know, it's like real, like, because she actually um, went to see someone to, um, oh, she'd murder me for me if she knew I was saying this, but she holds <laughs> a lot around her knees. Not with mum right yeah. I know, she wanted to see if she could, like, have liposuction at least around her knees because they were just so, because they get painful as well, but she was told that it's not really, they're not, like, it's not just fat there is so much fluid in there and therefore it wasn't back when she looked into it anyway they said that they couldn't do anything for her and it's like sometimes I think we can we can look at like you know parts about us that might be genetics or uh, a result of something that's happened and we kind of very easily sort of say well that means that you know I'm excluded from that now I can't do that that won't work for me because of x y and z and yeah it might not work exactly the same to the person on the right of you but you will still get results things yeah. will still happen it's just it will be your journey not that person's journey 
and everybody's journey looks different. Amazing. And what, what do you think the last question for me is, what's, what's the biggest thing that working with me has given you? You know, what's the biggest, what's the, the, the thing? Oh, that so much. I'm a different person, Anna. <laughs> Honestly, I am so, so different. And my confidence, my self-belief, um, even down to, I just, I'd gotten, because I'd gotten to a point where I just isolated myself so much and then I was starting to rely on my husband so much and then it meant that I couldn't like if he didn't want to do something then I couldn't do it whereas I'm now starting to do stuff on you know for me on my own I'm getting my independence I mean I was such a rebellious teenager I was misindependent I didn't want to rely on anyone for anything and then I ended up living this life where I was just you know so dependent on like even my husband and you know, whereas now I'm I'm starting to, you know, feel like me again and I'm I'm doing things on my own or for me and I'm not letting as many barriers get in my way and hold me back. Even down to the belief because A to Z, you've changed my life because even with my, my work and stuff, I've reflected and I've thought, well, what is important to me? But equally I thought there was only one avenue for me even with my career it's like I didn't have any choices and I very much believed that um because obviously family businesses are you know uh, we've come through recession and COVID and stuff you know there's tough times and there's times when you think you know you know are we going to go under but I literally didn't think that I could do anything else I've always said to my husband if anything happens to the company or if I ever leave for whatever reason um you know I'm you're gonna have to go out and work because there's nothing else that I can do that's it you know and you know he always thought I was ridiculous and anyone I ever said that to thought I was ridiculous but I had zero belief in myself I you know I work hard at work and I hate it being associated with me being family but then I've managed to convince myself that you know I could only do that job there it wouldn't work anywhere else you know and how do you feel now I would be clueless honestly I got you know plan b you know, I've never had a plan B before, but I'm working on a plan B. Um, and I actually know that I could do other things. And, you know, I have a belief in myself that just wasn't there before. So it's like, I believe that, you know, I can do different things in my life. I believe that I can get stronger, fitter. I believe that, you know, I can lose weight. It's just, yeah, the self-belief and I'm by no means like fully confident and like anxiety hasn't like completely gone but does it ever <laughs> exactly does it, does it ever, ever. Yeah, it, I, I know not it does but it's yeah it, I don't feel like it's the end of the world coming anymore yeah and, and that's I think that's the nicest part about all of this is just being able to work with you on getting like working through that journey is yeah it's just it's just been absolutely amazing I'm, I'm trying my hardest not to cry today no <laughs> we knew it was going to be emotional no it is it's it's been absolutely incredible and I'm I'm excited for what's to come you know we've got an an incredible journey ahead of us as well and you know the the most the incredible part is that you know this has been a hard fucking journey for you like this is this has been challenging and you know in all honesty I've you know probably people I've worked with it it's been it's probably been one of the hardest journeys I've seen someone go through because obviously we all dealt our own cards but 
what's so amazing about you is that you will still turn up nearly every day and support every other girl in in the chat you know you're you're there you're turning up to the photo shoots and you know you, you're not the slimmest one in the room you know because we when we've got way to go but you are so fucking proud of yourself because of how hard every day we work together every week just overcoming like all of those boundaries and the incredible thing is that you know someone can be standing next to you with a six pack and you're like come on you've got this you know and and I think that's what's so incredible about you is that you fully own and accept that where you are in your journey is absolutely fucking phenomenal you know and it's it's unheard of you know like you said a lot of people stay in the place that you were but you didn't you know you made a choice and you were like this is going to happen and I'm not going to stop until I get there and it's you inspire so many girls when people when I say people they're on the same shoot day as you they're like oh my god I want to be with Sandra you know last last photo shoot we had four requests to be on the same day as Sandra and then I ended up with COVID <laughs> yeah but it's just like honestly it's a huge testament to you of, of how far you have come in your journey and, and you're so well respected and idolized by everybody in the team because you you, ju- you just take it you take it all in your stride and you're so proud of yourself for where you've been and that takes a lot you know it takes a lot to actually stand back and say I'm so proud of myself like but I've, I'm still going you know I'm not I'm not giving up and I'm not quitting until I'm until I'm done and that's the thing it's the feeling proud of yourself because I spoke to you before that you're taking compliments it's like it's you know, hard. that that it is yeah, yeah it's something you have hard. to learn how to kind of do because especially when you're someone that you know you don't want to offend people so if someone says to me oh my you know you've got so much weight and da, 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 you look great and it's like you sort oh. of feel bad that I can't sort of then say you know oh you know because I'm you know I said to you I feel self-absorbed because I might not have noticed something to be able to reciprocate that wonderful compliment they just gave me and then yeah. I end up thinking you know am I so self-absorbed that I didn't notice something that I could sort of you know say back to them yeah, and get into a bit it, of a <laughs> again it's like a huge part of the journey isn't it it's a new thing in the journey in that you spent years hiding away from people and not feeling happy in yourself and feeling like you know you know, being being overweight, feeling unha- unhappy and unhealthy, to now be in a position where you're idolised by people. You know, people are so incredibly proud of your journey, and people are so inspired by your journey. And that's like, you know, that and that's the that's the wonderful thing about us working together. Is like you said, like you said it earlier on, it's not just your training and nutrition. Like that's none, that's nothing, is it? It's all of these little mental mental parts of this journey that we have to we have to overcome in that you know now it's come to a point where you're getting compliments all the time and you're like oh my god oh standard it's all ringing me um you, you know you're getting you've got to a point in your life you're like oh my god how do I accept a compliment you know and do I have to repay that and it's just oh we could go on for hours there, there are just so many so many incredible parts of the journey that just start to come past but it, it's just you know a massive thank you for me and, and the girls and the team really because I know that so many of them will be so excited to listen to this podcast because you're just a huge inspiration to so many. But the group is just wonderful as well, honestly. The 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 team spirit on there is those ladies some days just make you know they'll get my ass in the gym if if I'm feeling like you know not. <laughs> I know like, if I'm not done my steps. Twice about going, yeah, getting the steps done, inspiring with all the like some of them absolute whizzes in the supermarket finding like things and stuff, but. <laughs> They just make you feel so normal as well. You know, yeah. it's like-minded people. I'm no longer afraid of women. You know, I've had bad experiences in the past with groups of women, but our group of women, they're just amazing. And at the photo shoots, yeah, just, you know, in my mind, it just seems so insane that I can go into a room 
in like you know less clothing than I would usually wear out in public um because I normally have arms legs everything just completely covered <laughs> you know I'd have my face covered if I could um <laughs> you know and I got you know I'm in a room with girls that are yeah a lot slimmer than me younger than me some of abs you know this that and the other and you know once upon a time I would just you know it, I mean I was terrified for the first shoot but I've managed to feel comfortable accepted welcome embraced and they were just so encouraging for all like when I was up having my photos taken the the cheering that went along it's like you just yeah these are women that possibly if I met them in a different scenario or a different sort of time that I sort of would think oh they're probably well actually that I was in having a photo shoot and they were all cheering me on and you know they made me feel wonderful and even with the photo shoot as well, sorry, I know I rabbit on. No, you're even fine. With the photo shoot, it's, it's if think if people looked at the pictures that I picked, you know, they're not, you know, they're some of them. It's just like if you know Ben will catch me like not like you know I have my head thrown back, laughing my head off or something, or it might not look like the most flattering pose to someone else looking at it. But for me, it's a moment in time that I'm really proud of. Yeah. And yes, like there was one in particular that I picked this time it wasn't my best sort of like you know set up for me and stuff but I still like photo because I'm still proud of being you know in that position and I was you know I was still smiling even though you know I knew it probably wasn't like you know the best angle for me but I was still laughing I still felt amazing and that picture is still a memory that I'm so proud of so I do like to pick the unconventional unconventional. (laughs) you can go um you can always look for like the perfections in things right or you know the, the idea of the photo shoots are really just for you to look at that photo and say I'm so proud of where I've come from whether you've exactly. whether our girls have finished their journey you know you've been doing yours along uh, along the journey to mark the progression and every single photo shoot we see you turning up and you know we did a personal one didn't we just me and you uh with Ben and the things that you can manage to overcome in that photo shoot right you, you think it's just photos and people are like you're worried that people would say, oh, why are you doing a photo shoot? Like, should you be doing a photo shoot? And they don't understand the context of how much that enables you to grow as an independent woman, right? Like how the confidence that that gives you to then take ownership on yourself and like, and be present with yourself, like in your journey, rather than you always sitting and saying, oh, you know, I, I need to lose another 10 kilos. You're like, I'm so proud of myself where I am right now, aren't you? And that was me. I was like, I love swimming. And, you know, and again, that's one of the things that obviously my, my daughter especially has overheard me say, like, you know, I've always wanted to return swimming, but it's always, well, no, I have to lose weight, get to the right size before I'll get in the swimming costume and then go swimming. And like, even my husband was like, yeah, but if you go swimming, that might help you lose weight. I was like, yeah, but I can't, I cannot get in a swimming costume until I'm at a certain point. Whereas after that photo shoot, um, the last photo shoot that we did, I mean, I was at a poolside in Portugal in my swimming costume, arse up in the air, moving the bed around (laughs) to get it into the sunlight where I wanted it. I had no sarong on. I mean, honestly, someone took an alien and plumped her in Portugal because that was not me. It was just so far from even like, I mean, the last time I was really like, you know, slim, slim was probably in my teens. But even then I would never have done that. And it's like that shoot just gave me, I mean, I was not obviously nervous on the day, but I was so proud of myself and it gave me so much confidence. I mean, the whole journey with you has given me so much confidence, but it was just something about that last shoot because we pushed my boundaries definitely. And it 
it was the cherry on top of getting me into that swimming costume and thinking that I don't need to have a sarong with it. And, you know, I, I've got thighs. Wow. You know, if they if wobble when I and walk it, around, who cares? And it's crazy because we fill our heads with insecurities and, and things that we, uh, on things that we, we believe to be true, you know, right. And I, I, do you know what? I don't think it matters what, at what size you are. We still do that. You know, I, I still find myself doing that sometimes. And someone looks at me and he's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, yeah, what what am I worried about? Because we fill our heads of the expectations of what other people we, we think about what they're thinking, and then we base that on what we act, how we act. Right? So you're like, oh, I need to wear a sarong because other people will think this of me. Whereas actually, now you go on holiday and you're like, I don't want to wear a fucking sarong. It's inconvenient. It's hot, and I just want to wear my swimming costume, and I feel comfortable, and I'm proud of myself. And actually, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks of me because. It makes no effect on your life, right? It doesn't. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks of you. It's just this is all solely about how you feel about yourself, isn't it? Hundred percent. And worrying about. I mean, generally, I do still worry, but I think you know, we. All, but, I think it's it's always going to be it's always going to be something that happens, right? It's always always. But it's. I think it, the difference is how quickly you can pull yourself out of it and push yourself into the right direction, isn't it? Yeah, and remembering half the people that you're worried about, you're never going to see again. No, <laughs> strange. How, how how do they get so much airtime in your head and you know take up so much space when you know you're never going to see them again? You know we live in a busy world. It, it, the chances of bumping into people again are you know slim to none, and yet that it, it's all consuming and it affects day to day living at such a level that you would swear they were living in the same house as you with with how much airtime you give what others think. It's 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 mad. Yeah, it we is, all do it. Yeah, we, <laughs> we absolutely do it. It's uh there's oh god there's so many tangents we could go off of right now, isn't there? But no, I think um I I've I've loved this today. I, I think um I, I think we'll call it there just because otherwise me and you will talk for hours. I know. <laughs> and people will be like this is a series, not a podcast. <laughs> but no is there anything else that you wanted to add just before we left yeah I honestly yeah I know I always like worry about how cringy I come across and and stuff but you know I can wholeheartedly say you've saved my life Anna you really have and you've made me believe you know that I can do stuff that I just I had written off for myself and I've literally loved working with you for this past year and I'm so excited we've, we've got our next year lined up and you know it, you know I can see this going on for a long time because I literally just love working with you and you just bring out the best in me but you know my whole, my kids my husband you know they're all grateful for you too in my life because you know they've got their mum their wife you know that person kind of coming back now and you know this is a happier household and you know you're right for me 100% and you know I've, I'm going to be 40 this year it's taken meeting you and having you in my life to to get where I am now and honestly I'm so grateful and I know it's cringy as hell but I mean it wholeheartedly you've you've literally saved me and I just want to thank you thank you no and it's do you know what? It's the best DM I've ever sent. It, it really is. <laughs> but at, at the end of the day, like it's, uh, you know, it, it's it's easy. Like I I heard a really good analogy the other day. It's like you know, if you're if you're playing basketball, right, and one of you's the passer and one of you's the shooter, I will always be the passer for you. I will always give you the right direction, the push you need, the drive, the understanding, the logic. But you have to take the ball and you have to put it in the net. Like no one else can do that. But I can't do that part for you and. 
it's easy to, you know, you, anyone can get a coach, right? Anyone can get a coach and say, oh, yeah, I'm going on this journey. I can do this. But it takes a whole different person to apply themselves to the shit when, when it's hard, when life doesn't fucking go your way, work's busy. It's so easy to make up excuses for yourself. And we live in we live in a generation of excuses, right? Everyone's got a reason of why they can't do things. And for you, like you, you could have had and you have had every reason of why this wouldn't work for you and couldn't work for you. And you've had so many opportunities where you could have literally just said, fuck this, I'm not doing this anymore. But you didn't. Like every single day, you just turn up and you're like, I'm gonna try again. I'm gonna try again. I'm gonna try again. And that's that's all this is, but it's you have to you have to do the work. Like, and you, we as a, we are a team, and we've done this as a collaborative. But you're the one who's had to do it. You had to put your food in my fitness pal. You have to put it on scales. You have to say, you know, have the resilience to things. You have to go to the gym at five in the morning. Not me. You know, you have yeah. to do those things. So, as grateful as I am for your thanks, don't ever forget that you're the one who did the work. You know, and that's for you. That that's that's the best part about it is that how rewarding this is for you is like, yeah, you have a coach and we are a team, but you have to do the work, you know. Mm. You, you're, you, you definitely, you know, you're inspiring, you're relatable, you haven't given up on me. Even, you know, for the hundredth time we go back to basics, you never you never make me feel like ashamed of you having to sort of repeat, you know, it's like sometimes you can almost like you could be like you know especially you know certain times in my life I'm like oh god I can't deliver that bad news or oh god you know if I've messed up that but I'm never afraid to talk to you or and you always manage to turn a very kind of a situation that might seem impossible or that you know you manage to make it like seem actually very simple to turn things around and you you know you're practical and you put things into a perspective that make it seem possible and that is a gift. So definitely don't say yourself short on that one. Um, yes, <laughs> I am so doing much. the work, but you know, you're giving me all the ingredients I need that go with that hard work to actually make it work for me. And um, you know, so yeah, thank you. And that's what a team do, that's what teamwork is. <laughs> I love it. Oh no, I love it so much. And like, yeah, like thank you so much for that. It's been as I, I knew it would be, it's been an absolutely incredible podcast. And I actually can't wait to listen to this one. I'm saving it for my Saturday run so that I can listen to it. But like, thank you so much. Like, like I said, on behalf of me and the team and the girls and and all of it, like it's been absolutely incredible, and I can't wait to do another podcast in six 12 months and and to talk about the journey that we've then been on when you're running a marathon I know exactly yes. yeah exactly that when I do run my marathon <laughs> also well, thank you so much for for being here today and um from everybody it's been a pleasure thanks Anna